Hello, everyone. In this week's episode of Hewlett Packard's Lab podcast, From Research to Reality, I have a great honor and pleasure to talk to Jeff Fougere. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Dehan. Uh, Jeff will be talking about legal in metaverse. So tell us a little bit more. How did you get to this point? I remember you and I were working on patents, and then <laughs> suddenly you were in metaverse. How did that happen? Yeah, so the two are actually somewhat related. Um, so a big part of a patent attorney's job is to have meetings with the inventors to talk about their, their innovation and to try to figure out, is it, a, is it a real innovation? What's the scope of it? What's the impact? And sometimes you can conduct meetings like that a lot better in person rather than over the phone or over email. I had just returned from a trip to India and I had met so many great inventors and engineers throughout the company. And when I, got, when I returned to America, I, I was a little bit bummed out because I thought I wouldn't be able to maintain those relationships because you're not gonna be in person. So I was really excited when the Oculus Quest came out, which was kind of the first standalone VR headset that was reasonably affordable, you don't have to connect it to your computer, and reasonably easy to set up, that this could be a new technology that could allow people to have these almost like virtualized real world meetings together. So I think the two are actually kind of related and it's towards a, an overall quest to try to promote innovation and to build these relationships with people. So can you tell us what specifically did you do to build this metaverse and tell us what it is? Yeah, yeah. So just to clarify, we haven't uh, built a metaverse per se. We're using a lot of tools and, and apps that are out there. Uh, we're also working with these companies to try to improve their offerings so that maybe one day we could get to a, a true metaverse. But the first way that we started actually was, uh, I was actually visiting the San Jose site a couple years ago mm -hmm. and I had just gotten my quest. I was chatting with one of my colleagues about uh, how we can use this. And uh, he said that actually there's other folks in legal that are interested in using this as a collaboration tool. So the very first use case that we experimented with was a sort of a, a war room for, for legal folks. So if you're not familiar with that term, uh, this, is, this is a very common thing that happens in, in the real world mm -hmm. where folks will actually carve out an actual room in an office or a law firm. They'll set up posters on the wall and it'll be like a standing room that only certain people can access and it kind of lives throughout the duration of the case or the deal or whatever. So that was our very first use case, was to try to build a sort of persistent room where you could hang things up on the wall and you could go back into it. And I, I think the reason why that was such a compelling vision, uh, this was uh, from Sergio Letelier and the corporate securities mergers and acquisitions mm -hmm. team. I think the reason that it was so compelling was because he has real world experience using war rooms like this. And it just, it's, it's a little bit different of an approach when you're actually in the room and you can look on different walls and you can see things. It's a much more immersive experience than just opening up PDFs on your computer. Can you show me how it looks like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can we hop in the metaverse? Let's hop in. It's as simple as putting the headset on. <laughs> okay, let's try. All right. Welcome to the metaverse. This is it. Everything that we've heard about on the internet, this is what the metaverse is. So to, to be fair, we have not yet created a replica digital twin of our customer innovation center in the San Jose office. But what we have created is a green screen recording studio in, in VR that allows us to record segments like this, and then we can superimpose our avatars on, on any background that we want. 
Um, so I want to take a little tour of some of the ways that folks within HPE are using this, this powerful new technology. Uh, let's begin with Carol McPherson in the office of the CTO. Uh, Carol and I have led some design thinking workshops for folks in the legal department where we're using uh, virtual whiteboards and, and virtual post-it notes that you can stick on the wall. And uh, so let's turn it over to Carol to talk a little bit more about her experience using this technology. Jeff, where are we going? Have Across the room? So I don't, so let's go to the whiteboard room over here. Not, nice meeting you, Carol. It's um, nice to meet you as well, thank you. How do you think you've been using Metaverse? So how, how do you think it can help the, the humanity and people in the daily work and life? Yeah, great question. Um, so assuming we can get past some of the basic barriers of the equipment and, you know, the battery and the user fatigue, for me, this is so surreal because it's like you're in my office. It becomes that 3D, almost real, we're meeting, um, we seem to behave more closely to the way we would if we were in a room together less easy to multitask <laughs> because you have to be present. Um, and so it puts people, I think, in a, in a space where they can become almost as productive as they are in a real office, uh, working whether remotely or, you know, together. I think it's phenomenal. I think it will make people feel more connected to their colleagues and the work that they're doing. And probably themselves. My wife always tells me, "Man, you got to be present in your moment." So. I won't. I won't get into how much fun I have playing some of the games, like Beat Saber or some of the adventure games. But that's obviously a side benefit. But beyond these basics, user interfaces improving um, all of that, how can it affect our daily work at HP, for example? Yeah, sure. So if we wanted to collaborate on something, if we want to have a quick call and chat with each other, you know, we can become like working in a semi-permanent space. So we could have a room like this where we could set up and have a chat. And if you couldn't make the meeting, you can always come back in and join, you know, and put your comments on the whiteboard. Um, certainly the design thinking methods that we're using will work mostly in this environment because we, we have people working together, moving off into different sections. Again, I think the exp you have to experience this. This is not a look at a video, put on a headset and go into a virtual reality environment like this and, and just for your own sake, see how it feels. And if you feel good, and then I would say it's going to work for you. If you don't feel so good, either physically, because some people do have nausea from the environment, we have to take that into account. But wow, as an extra place where we could hang out, we could collaborate, we could create semi-permanent environments, we could create permanent environments where people can come and visit. I think it, it just absolutely outstrips anything that we would find in the desktop environment, personally. Excellent. Thanks for this great description. Let's see whether we can handshake. Let's, I, I hope I don't smash into my wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. We succeeded. Yay. Yay. Next, let's hear from Gary Orsolini. 
Uh, Gary leads the HPE My Room platform. And if you've never heard of My Room before, it's it's sort of like Zoom, except enhanced for our customers' enterprise needs for things like visual remote guidance. So he and his team had the idea that it might be possible to extend the existing MyRoom platform uh, to accommodate things like virtual reality meetings. And uh, it's been amazing how quickly they've been able to get stuff done. In fact, this uh, recording studio is, is in MyRoom, uh, amongst other experiences they have. So some of the things that I really love about my room is the fact that it uses the the very high quality meta avatars like you like you see now, and uh, you can also do hand tracking. And in fact, it doesn't even require any controllers to use at all. So let's kick it over to Gary to talk a little bit more about uh, his experience with this technology. Hey Gary, I've known you for over twenty years, and you were always one step ahead of where competition was. Tell us a little bit where you are going with uh, uh, my room uh, today. Sure. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And it really, as you know, it comes from uh, our customers. Our customers are, you know, trying to bring value to their customers. And so uh, we are very closely tied and listening to what they're trying to do and our uh, foray into creating uh, the immersive MyRoom XR came from a customer who was already using our remote virtual assistants. We call it visual remote guidance. And they wanted to bring that live feed into a VR experience, particularly uh, in in the uh, Quest Pro or Quest device. So that's how we jumped in to make that a reality. And now we have MyRoom XR, which allows us to bridge uh, physical world with uh, devices into the immersive virtual uh, world that we're in today. Outstanding. And, and I can see so many opportunities how we can use it uh, for our own marketing, for collaboration. I mean, the sky's limit, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Next, let's hear from Rob Homburg in HPE's Point Next group. Uh, Rob will talk a little bit about some of the work that he's doing collaborating with third-party vendors like vSpatial to bring technologies like virtualized desktop infrastructure to life within your VR environments. Uh, Rob is also extremely passionate about the notion of a, of a connected metaverse that you can jump from app to app as seamlessly as possible. So let's hear more from Rob. So Rob, and how do you think for us in HP Inside, how can we benefit from that? From the metaverse? Well, I, think, using... I, th I think there are multiple use cases. I think um, the way that it started for us was in point Next, we we did the innovation quest last year, mm -hmm. so we were we were at the pinnacle of um, of the pandemic, of lockdowns, of restrictions, and we were in back-to-back -back meetings with with video conferencing. And that to to um, enhance what Gary was saying, we we all felt a bit of Zoom fatigue. That became a word in 2021, yeah. right? So we and we were we were kind of we were kind of looking at alternatives to these back-to-back -back video conferencing meetings where you had these boxed people and and the the larger the party the more chaotic the experience was so and and we also saw that there was a lack of uh, capabilities in in creativity uh, in decision making etc so we, we we kind of started out with an idea well why couldn't we do it in a more immersive way what what if we could do it in in virtual reality that was the idea for for the innovation quest and we came in 
as a second runner-up out of 150 ideas that were launched out of uh, out mm -hmm. of HPE uh, during that innovation. So, yeah. so one, yeah, thank you. And 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 one of the things that I think struck a, struck a chord there in in the audience, but also with the, with the people that voted for us, was the the sheer unlimited amount of use cases that you can address using these 3D immersive environments. Now, we are now in what is an interview setting, right? But it's a, it's a group collaboration thing. That's a use case, group collaboration, yeah. team collaboration. Uh, individual collaboration or individual productivity is another use case where I think a lot of the HPE people, while in lockdown or while they have problems flying out because we have lack of personnel all over the world um, or we go into autumn uh, and, there, and there will be other restrictions hit off in the office and at the edge because we are part we are all part of the edge to office environment right how can you make that experience on par no matter where you are well if you would wear a virtual reality headset in the office at the campus and i would wear a virtual reality headset while i'm in my attic at home we would share exactly the same experience. I think that that is what is driving the benefits of VR. There is no chasm anymore between actually working at the edge and working in the office. So we can be productive anywhere. So these are two generic use cases. Next, let's hear from Daniel and Neela in HPE's Customer Innovation Centers. They'll be talking about some of the ways that they're using virtual reality and, and third-party platforms to create really cool immersive experiences for our customers across all of HPE's customer innovation centers around the world. So hi, Neela and Daniel, great meeting you. Um, Jeff was uh, really kind to bring us here in Metaverse, uh, and we were really curious how you are using Metaverse for your daily job. Yeah, so uh, we we are in the customer innovation centers all over the world. So we have seven centers uh, in San Jose and in Europe. We have uh, Geneva, London, and down in Asia Pac, Singapore, and Dubai. And so in each of our centers, we're bringing you know really dynamic content and, and, and stories to life for our customers uh, through VR. Excellent. And Nila, do you have any stories, interesting stories, in either in uh, metaverse or connecting metaverse to the real world? Because you had so much experience in the uh, here in, in in this center. Uh, well, I yeah. So I am out of the San Jose office, and um, I manage a program in the actual devices in all of our centers. Um, so I, you know, in in San Jose, I actually lead some of the tours and lead some of the experiences that are in that are in VR. Um, I think uh, when customers first see it, it's always an attention grabber, right? They they see an Oculus, they see, and they are curious about what it is, and once they get in the experience, uh, they're they're really blown away. Um, some of them, you know, some of the customers have never been in VR. Some of them have, but um, all of, all the feedback, all the experiences that I've, I've come up with is that you know it's it's always something very fun and very exciting and very new uh, for our customers as they come in. I think you know, again, the primary use case so far for us in the in the customer innovation centers is VR as a storytelling tool, 
right? It's a way that we can tell customer stories, success stories in a new, dynamic, immersive way. So uh, last year, we created a really compelling uh, VR experience called Greetings from the Edge, right? Uh, and again, we can take our customers into this really custom-built environment where we talk to them about you know, the different edges that uh, we play in. So for example, Purdue University has this amazing project that we help them with where they're capturing sound all over the world in different biospheres. So in VR, we can allow customers to kind of become a scientist in VR. They have a, a microphone and they're walking around in nature capturing sound, much like the scientists from Purdue University are doing. And it makes it real for them. Another awesome experience is taking a walk on the International Space Station, where customers can visit the International Space Station, yeah. you know, play with some floating fruit, but also learn about the value and use case that we have by installing the very first supercomputer yeah. uh, in the International Space Station. And they get to interact with that and understand how that works. So, again, it's just a whole other level of immersive storytelling for us. Gentlemen, thank you very much. This was really great. Let's see. What My pleasure. Our shake hands is now better. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Next, let's hear from HPE's general counsel, Rishi Varma. Uh, Rishi will be presenting from HPE's uh, museum environment that we created in the third-party app Engage a couple years back. Uh, this is an environment that's, that's pretty exciting. And uh, in fact, Rishi recorded his presentation in front of an actual green screen in, in the Houston headquarters. And then we were able to superimpose his, his video when you're in the space. So it's, uh, it's a very realistic and, and very immersive experience. So let's turn it over to Rishi to uh, talk a little bit more about the way that the legal department is using virtual reality. Hi, I'm Rishi Varma, Hewlett Packard Enterprises General Counsel and Corporate Secretary. Welcome to our virtual reality museum. Now you might ask, why did we build this museum? Well, one of the things that we thought about was how people go to museums to connect. They go to museums to connect to the past, to connect to the present, and oftentimes to see what they're doing and how that can build onto the future. We thought of no better way to do that than in virtual reality so that everybody around the globe could come to our Hewlett Packard Enterprise Virtual Museum. What we envision is when somebody comes to this company, particularly somebody who comes to HPE Legal, they will onboard by first looking at the iconic past of this company, taking a look at the garage, seeing the humble beginnings of our company, and then walking through all of the innovative solutions we've provided for customers along the way. Ultimately, they'll be seeing our CEO and his keynote speech at Discover for Hewlett Packard Enterprise customers, and ultimately, they will understand and appreciate their purpose at being here to help us advance the way people live and work through technology. Now, why virtual? HPE Legal has started using virtual reality. We probably started two years ago, two and a half years ago, when we realized that it was getting harder and harder to travel all around the globe to see as many of our team members as possible. We thought virtual reality would be a great way to bridge the gap across the globe. Suddenly we were all in lockdown in COVID and it became not only a nice to have, it was an essential capability for us to continue those connections. We've all done the 2D connection, we've all done Microsoft Teams, we've done Zoom, um, and those are great and they're definitely helpful when you are in a remote environment. 
But what we've learned is that people can multitask, people can be disengaged. In virtual reality, it is reality. It is standing in front of someone's avatar face to face. You don't look away to check an email when you're standing and talking to somebody. And we've leveraged this forum for one-on-one -on -one meetings, team meetings, we've done all employee meetings, we've done mock trainings for litigations, we've even done war rooms during M&A transactions. And throughout all of that, what we've learned is that we can engage with people when they're immersed in the moment. We can engage with them, they feel more connected to our legal department, and we hope that they're bringing a sense of community across virtual reality. So come join us, we hope you will. Thank you. Okay, that's it. Cool. Tell me, how has a metaverse changed since you began? I mean, it's evolving all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's evolving very quickly. So when we were first playing around with this, I think it was 2019 or so, uh, this was right when the Oculus Quest came out, which, as I mentioned, was a real advancement in the, in the hardware and software. But things have really improved since then as well. So from a hardware perspective, it's, it's the things that you might expect. The battery life is getting better, the devices are getting thinner, they're getting lighter, and uh, they're adding some additional hardware features as well, such as hand tracking, which I don't think I've shown you yet, but I think you'll get a kick out of. So you don't even have to use the controller, you just use your hands and you can gesture and stuff like that. But where I'm really excited about uh, in terms of the advancement since we first started playing around was in the software developments. So we've seen a lot of different apps uh, in the last few years, and usually the environments are, are pretty exceptional. So even the apps that we use at first, they have these really cool immersive environments. But the area that I think has improved the most is in the actual avatars themselves. So I had mentioned that one of the big goals of this is to promote collaboration. So you want the avatars to be as realistic as possible. And some of the advancements are really exciting. So I think you noticed this as well, that in the Glue app, which we were just playing around with, uh, as you're talking, your mouth actually moves based on what you're saying. And your eyebrows move based on the sentiment, like the, your tone of voice. So if you're searching for a question or an answer, your eyebrows raise. You know, and, and it moves accordingly. It's, it's really surreal how, yeah. how well it works. Yeah. So that's what I've been most excited about in terms of the software. And what do you think are challenges, remaining challenges? I'm sure there are many, but we're making progress. Yeah, so I think the biggest challenge is just getting people set up to just get into the space. I, I mean, we've been, we've been playing around with this over the last few weeks, and, uh, and I really commend you for wanting to get a real hands-on feel for how the technology works. I had mentioned that you could just come to the CIC and just put a headset on and we'd be ready to go. We'd create accounts for you, but you really wanted to see what it looked like. So I think that's probably the biggest challenge is just getting onto the app once. Mm -hmm. Once you're in there, once you're logged in and you're secured and everything, then it's, it's a lot easier. And that's when you can start building up your you know, stamina in VR and you can just, it becomes a lot more familiar, a little bit less awkward to use. And how can our colleagues start using it? What should they do? Well, Other a, than buying a device. <laughs> well, that was going to be one of my suggestions, actually. You can, you, know, you can order this off Amazon or other websites and get it the same day in mm -hmm. some places, or you can go to Target or other companies. But outside of that, um, you can also come into our CICs. So one of the cool developments from just actually scheduling this meeting is that I had learned that throughout our CICs throughout the world at HPE, we have headsets that are ready to go. You can see a few behind me, actually, right now. There's like five more over on the mm -hmm. side. 
So if you happen to be at one of our CIC sites, you know, San Jose, Houston, Singapore, New York, London. And CICs. The Customer Innovation Centers. Thank you. I <laughs> so, knew it, but yeah. <laughs> we are publishing this to the world. Yeah, we can put subtitles. So anyway, so yeah, you can, you can come in there. Um, so that's an option. And, and we're also trying to explore possibilities about putting these headsets not just in the CICs, which are only a, half, a dozen or so, but actually through all of our major sites throughout the company. They're so inexpensive to set up five headsets. That's like $2,000. And it gives people a taste of the technology. I'd mentioned one of the biggest challenges is just getting it set up once. So you can decide if this is for you. And if you really like it, then you can get your own headset. You can ask your manager. These are approved devices that have passed cybersecurity and all that stuff. So it's, it's super easy. All you have to do is just get approval from your manager. And we heard from Carol, Rob, uh, Gary, Neela, and, and everybody else talking about global, global, global distribution and all of that. Does it require any sorts of standards? What, what is missing and, and how can we accomplish this? Usually there are standards organizations, professional yeah. organizations. Yeah, so my background's in mechanical engineering. So when I think of standards, I'm thinking of like pipe sizes and door frame should be a certain height. And it's funny, in the metaverse, you are in these simulated spaces. So you could go in that direction. But I think, I think the, the area where the metaverse could benefit from the standards the most is, is kind of in the software and, and in the experience. Uh, one, of the, one of the challenges is that as you're hopping between different apps, they have different modes of locomotion. You can, some of them let you free move, some of them you teleport. Uh, you have different avatars, and it can be somewhat annoying to have to set up different avatars for every app. It would be really cool if you could just set up the avatar once and jump between these different mm -hmm. apps. And I think as we talk about the metaverse, that's kind of, that's kind of the vision for it. It's not just a series of standalone apps that you have to configure everyone separately. But it's this notion that you can be in an app and have a meeting with your colleagues. But then from one or two clicks, you could walk into a door or in a portal and now you could be on the golf course yep. or you could be at a movie theater and you don't have to log in separately. It's just a very seamless experience. So standards could really help to make that a reality. We are taking pride in HP of being forced for good. Yeah. And I was really delighted to hear the example of listening to the earth, which is one of the really role models for uh, force for good, but, but we do other things like climate, etc. How do you think the, the whole metaverse can help in that regard? I'm, I'm extremely passionate about this topic because I think that it enables greater access to resources and opportunities and people at your company. Uh, you're in the San Jose office, our headquarters is in Houston, but if you're not in one of these major sites, you can actually feel a little bit remote. Uh, there's a big debate going on now in society about whether you come into the office or you're working remotely. But even if you come into the office, you're still going to be remote from your colleagues in different sites. So this is an opportunity where anybody with a headset, as long as they have a Wi-Fi connection, they can hop in and they can feel like they really have a seat at the table with their colleagues. You don't have to look at a tiny window you know, on your laptop to see people. You can see people in 360 degrees and you can share experiences with them. So I think the metaverse has an incredible opportunity to expand access to opportunities and resources no matter where you're located. And in the real physical world on a daily basis, we're addressing issues with diversity, equity and inclusion, trying to improve it on a daily basis. And how does that reflect in metaverse? Yes. Yeah, so you know, again, going to this notion of people can be in the same room together no matter where they're located 
And that little simulated experience that we had in the office, there were folks from all around the world. We had folks from the West Coast, from the East Coast, from Houston, across the Atlantic and in, in the Netherlands. And this is just a small fraction of people at HPE that have access to headsets and they're using them. So when you talk about diversity, it's, you know, you're able to get people from all over the world in the same space. And it's unlike anything that you've experienced. It's certainly unlike a, a Teams call where you're just looking at a tiny window of somebody. So this is, a, this is a powerful tool that kind of puts people on the same footing. You don't have to worry about you know, looking at the background on your, on your Zoom call or having great lighting or a great camera. Everybody starts at the same standard. You have the same microphone quality, you have the same you know, experience. And I, I think that it's gonna help put people on, on much more level footing. You know that we always end the podcast on a personal note. Sure. So can you tell us a little bit where you're from? Uh, you live now in Fort Collins. Is that where you grew up or you came from some other area? Yeah, so I grew up in Florida. Uh, I, my mom and dad and my three sisters, we lived uh, maybe about a half an hour from the beach. So that was probably one of our biggest pastimes. When you have four kids, you look for easy and cheap experiences. <laughs> so, so the beach was always a, a, fond, a fond memories for me growing up. And, and now in Colorado, I mean, we have our own outdoor wonderland as well. Uh, you know, it, if you're in the winter, you're skiing. If it's in the summer, you're hiking. And, and that's something that we do basically every week. Uh, my wife and I, we, as you mentioned, we, we live in Colorado now. We just had a one-year-old. So he's uh, literally, yeah, thank you. He's literally hitting major milestones almost on a daily basis. He's just starting to toddle a little bit. He's starting to talk words. So it's incredible to see that advancement as well. I think he'll keep you in a better shape than all this jogging <laughs> and skiing and all that. Possibly. Hey, it was great talking to you. Thank you for uh, introducing me to Metaverse. Uh, taking the tour there and looking forward to seeing you back up there again. Awesome. Thanks, Dayhan.